the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One, One Kiss Means Forever. Forever. This is the podcast where we take stories that you treasure and love and turn them on their head to be something completely stupid and or maybe not remotely romantic at all. And barely the story that you started with. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> uh, we are talking about your favorite made-for-TV room. Wow. Oh, I said made-for-TV roommates. Yeah, made-for-TV roommates. We're going to talk about your roommates and the movies that you like to watch with them, the kinds that you find on Hallmark, Netflix, and the like. Where did this one drop, Hannah? Um, The internet. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure. Made for TV and made for internet movies. Yeah, you know, the internet, television, it's all kind of blurring together. And this is as much of a made for TV movie as it can possibly be. There's no way it wasn't a made for TV movie, even if it never has been on TV. This is so, true. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So. Everybody is going to know what this is based off of in terms of the uh, original story. That being said, I mean, like, you can you can follow the original story through it, but it's sort of like, I guess that's sort of right. I don't like it. <laughs> um, I, there I, are roses involved. There are roses involved. Yes. Okay, we're just going to get into it. What do we the got today, Hannah? <laughs> the movie we ta we're talking about today is called Bookworm or The Bookworm. Is it? Do you, do you know if there's a the? Irre irre irrelevant. Irrelevant. Okay. So <laughs> The Bookworm and The Beast. So, you know, you got it. Uh, and it dropped into the world <laughs> in some capacity uh, on April 23rd, uh, 2021 so it's relatively new it's less than a year yeah. old yeah and somehow got made um so this is what imdb has to say about this movie this is their little synopsis that they have izzy is ready to make a difference in the world as she starts her career in public relations when grant beast and i'm gonna spell that for all of you it's b-e-i-s-t-e <laughs> The big-headed corporate celebrity in town accidentally hits her father with his car. Izzy is thrown into a public scandal that forces her to work closely with Grant. As she fights to save both her father and Grant's public image, she falls in love and learns not to judge a book by its cover. I wish everybody could see the face that Katie is making <laughs> Do you not agree, Katie? Is that not what happened in this movie? I, I, it's just, I, I suppose we'll get into it, but I'm like, doesn't she literally judge a book by his cover? Because they play a game where, like, let's pick out the three books that describe your character. Therefore, I am judging you by your cover. Oh, I don't know. Every, everything is a problem. Um, okay, so this movie stars Nicola Posner and Jake. Storm Moen? Yeah, sure. Something like that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you can write to us, Jake, and tell us about it. Uh, how like. do you actually pronounce your name? All right. So here we go. Here is the story of the real story of the bookworm and the beast. So Grant Beast, with that weird spelling Hannah told us about already, played by Jake Storm Moen. Storming? Jake. 
Grant is a pretty boy rich man who works for his late father's company, buying out businesses and streaming on social media. He unsurprisingly uses lots of underhanded tactics because he is an entitled asshole. He has henchmen who back him up and groupies called beasties who love him, and he is the literal definition of the worst. In contrast, social media manager Izzy, played by Nicola Posner, is a farmer's daughter with a heart of gold. She loves to read, which, like, hi, this is the Disney version of Belle. I see you. (laughs) Uh, Especially Jane Austen. Uh, It is opening day of this specialty drink shop that she is working for when Grant comes in. Being who he is, he cuts the line and demands to speak to the owner. You know, he is... What's what's the male Karen? Do we have a male Karen? I do I don't know if we have a Karen? name for him yet yet. But now it is Grant <laughs> <laughs> or Chad. Um, yes, <laughs> Chad is the right answer. Yeah. Okay. Um. So he is a Chad. Um. And he he's got to speak to the owner because he's got to buy the shop. He's gonna go opening day and be like, "I'm gonna buy you out." Okay. Let's do this. That makes logical sense. No. Uh, yep. Izzy, being the good public relations person she is, immediately starts live streaming this interaction. Uh, And Grant is pissed about being filmed because he looks like the entitled asshole. Uh, He doesn't want his bad behavior out in the open. So he pushes past her to get to his car while she films him drive off. And so she is filming and captures him hitting her own father with his car. <laughs> and the father is holding like, the father's <laughs> holding roses and so all of these rose petals fall and rain down. Like oh like <sighs> this this seemingly sober human has managed to hit the only person outside in the entire town. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> And it's all on Vidya. Um, so Izzy's father is in critical condition, of course, because he just got hit by a fucking car. Um, there's internal damage. He's in a coma. And it's really not looking great. Um, so Grant, on the other hand, is a little bit banged up, but he's mostly fine. The biggest thing that happens is he's losing followers based on him hitting somebody in with a car <laughs> on Instagram or whatever, like, whatever they've named it. Um, I don't think we have a stupid, like, it's not Instagram, Instagram name, but no, he's losing I... followers. Um, but he needs help with his public image after this. And and Izzy is just the person he needs to help him. But why would she? He might have killed her dad. But he's rich and powerful, so he can get the best medical team and pay off her dad's farm that he apparently has been hiding that he's, like, for- going to foreclose on. But Beast will only do all these things if she helps him restore his image. So backed into a corner with her life, with her dad's life on the line, Izzy agrees. Take me instead. This is why we need socialized healthcare. <laughs> so you cannot do shit like this. If you agree to save my dad's life and save his life on the farm, I'll help get your followers back up to the millions. <laughs> What world do we live in? This is crazy. (laughs) This is insanity. (laughs) So Izzy's plan for Grant involves 
essentially getting him off social media. Like, you know what would be good for his image? If he just didn't exist for a while. <laughs> um, and have him do good deeds for the sake of doing good deeds and not for the camera. Uh, and because he's a celebrity, other people are going to post about him doing good. So, you know, if, if it's not coming from him, it looks better. And Grant doesn't really like this plan, but he agrees to go help out with this animal shelter. And after being an asshole about the task he's given, which is stuffing envelopes, he basically talks his way into, like, helping with the animal part of the animal shelter and giving this random dog a bath. And while it is quite messy, this gets him the positive press he needs to agree to go along with Izzy's plan for more. So over the next few weeks, Grant and Izzy do lots of different volunteer projects, and Grant is doing better. Finally, he hits a day where not only did he not lose followers, he's gained some. Yay! And he insists to Izzy that they should go out to celebrate. Um, so uh, Izzy, while happy with her work, doesn't really think that they're in celebration or going out to dinner territory, but she is, decides to do this anyway, at least until her sister calls to let her know that their dad is finally awake. Yay. Also, I just want to point out that Izzy is also doing all the volunteer work and she's not getting any cred for volunteering. Um, right. And does she have any other PR clients or did Beast like uh, It's Beast and the, and, the, and the drink shop. Oh, I guess so. I think that's still a thing. Um, Fascinating. So Grant takes Izzy to the hospital where she has to admit to her dad that she is now working for the man who almost killed him. And uh, that doesn't go over great. Unsurprisingly, (laughs) Uh, Grant is shamed and goes to his office to pout, basically. And in thinking about how to get Izzy to forgive him, he decides to set up a nonprofit that helps people with their medical care by buying roses. Don't know how it works. Don't care. (laughs) Izzy is touched by the thoughtful gesture and that Grant is trying to do actual good. And so at this point, the paparazzi have linked Grant and Izzy romantically, so people show up at the hospital to take pictures of them. Grant, who is used to this, is able to rush Izzy out. I almost called her Lizzie. He's able to rush Izzy out and escape the mob by shielding her with his body. But the romantic atmosphere is ruined with a loud thunderclap as it starts to rain. So they rush off to Izzy's sister's bookstore to wait out the storm. And so there, to pass the time, they play the bookstore game, which involves collecting three books that they feel each represents the other. So each chooses a Jane Austen, which means they have the feels, because that's how this works. Yeah. Katie, if you tell someone they're like a Jane Austen novel, it means you love them. (laughs) But she chooses Northanger Abbey for him, and I don't know how I feel about this. Um, we are going to get into these book choices. Believe you me. <laughs> I wrote them all down. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Since her dad has been in the hospital, no one is taking care of his farm. Izzy and Grant go out to clean it up before he comes home. They spend the day doing farm work of various kinds and just basically loving the outdoorsy nature of 
farm life? Question mark. Uh, that night, Grant arranges a romantic dinner for the two of them outside on the lawn where he proposes. He proposes <laughs> marriage. Like, did you see that coming? I did not see that coming. No, at all. <laughs> Izzy is caught unaware because, duh. Um, and then the paparazzi show up again, making her think that the proposal is a publicity stunt. Hurt, she runs away. So Izzy goes to hide out at the drink shop, um, which is also kind of her own little reading nook that is a thing, whatever. Um, but after having talked to, after talking to her sister, she realizes that she's made a mistake running away from Grant, and Grant is sulking, heartbroken in his office. But that's when Izzy starts live streaming. She apologizes for thinking the worst of Grant and thanks him for saving her dad, even though he hit him in the first place. Um, she knows that he has changed for the better. And Grant sees this stream, rushes to the shop to, like, catch her. But Izzy has already left. Because he can't have his romantic moment with Izzy, Grant does a live stream of his own. In it, he steps down from his job because he now knows he was a terrible person working for a terrible company. He thanks Izzy for showing him the light, essentially, of morality, I guess. Sure. Um, Izzy is watching the live stream from the bookstore and rushes back to the drink shop, which is pretty close. There, she accepts his marriage proposal, and they kiss. And since one, one kiss, kiss means forever, we know this beast has found his beauty. Plus, they're bickering about like book quotations like an old married couple while the credits roll like the credits are actually rolling over their fucking faces yeah <laughs> so move along folks this love story is wrapped up bye done <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness katie i can't hannah <sighs> you did such a good job writing the synopsis but i almost really don't i do not even know where to start i don't I don't. Well, the first place to start is they actually live in a town called Dreamland. I just wanted to point that out, that the town is called <laughs> Dreamland. Uh, okay. I, uh, yeah, this is hard to start because I have so many, like, what the actual fucks. Um, so I think maybe we should start off with the little ones before we go into the, like, the big ones. Okay. Maybe that's the way to go. Okay. Um, just... The first off, you you start in this drink shop, which seems like it maybe is like a cafe without food. Like there, maybe there's coffee, maybe some like sodas. Is that sure. The impression you got? Well, the impression I got is this is supposed to be this drink shop is to this town as the chocolate shop in Chocolat is to the town as well. Because remember how in mm. that movie, like everyone had like a romantic sort of like. There was like a magical effect okay. that chocolate had. That is sure. what I was I was getting from this guy because he like makes tea, but he grinds the tea up based on like what you need. So it's almost like he's an apothecary. Yeah, but he, he right, he's doing everything individually. Yeah, but also th here is what I could not fathom about this place. Yeah, it is just a counter. It's just it's I don't even think there it's a counter. It's like a table. 
<laughs> and he's got three pots of liquid in it. So if he's mixing these teas, he's not brewing them because it seems like he already has three flavors of things brewed. And then there is a corner that is filled with classic books. Yeah, right. I was like, so there's no, like, like there's no coffee pot. There's no stove. No. There's no, no equipment no. of any kind. There is no fridge. There is no sink. <laughs> Just absolutely nothing it, and I like it was, I was cool like decor. wow I, yeah but there was there was something supremely like disgusting to me about the idea of ordering a drink from someplace where they couldn't wash things or at least we couldn't see where they were washed yeah washed. but yeah. you know like that fe- it felt like I don't see water <laughs> in this establishment <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was I was very put off by by that. I like feel that. more than I uh, thought was going to be the case. And then I was like, wow, I really hate this. Well, no, it's um, obvious that they tried to just like make the space into something it wasn't. Just yeah. For the oh, I, I'm I am aware of that. But it was just like, I, I don't know why this is like it's really jarring to me. I want to talk real fast about. Yeah. Um, before because I think this is kind of a small one before we get into some uh-huh. more bigger ones. More bigger. Um, more bigger. So the, she quotes Jane Austen a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. But there's one quote that she does like three times. And I and it was like, if things go untowardly one month, they are bound to turn around the next or something like that. And she says yeah. it as if it's like this big like – it's a thing that her mom used to say. It's really important. But she does say it in earnest – three times throughout the yes. beginning of this movie. So I looked it up and the uh-huh. quote is by Emma's dad, Mr. Weston to Mrs. <laughs> El- right. <laughs> to Mrs. Sorry. Elton. So we're talking about the most dotty, ridiculous character saying this line to the most dotty, ridiculous other character in this novel. Oh and this god. is like the what she lives her life by. Oh my god, that's amazing. It's ridiculous. Oh. I died a little oh. bit. I needed to let you know that. Yeah, no, that that cha- I mean it, not that it changes my feelings on this movie at all, but that just makes it that much worse. <laughs> About like because also like it, the way she said it, my brain kept being like, "So you, little lady, have never seen uh, Angelica Houston in Ever After?" Because I, all I could think was, "No matter how bad things get, they can always get worse." <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Uh, and so. Um, but like having it be a oh that's just a tear like of all the quotes to pull out of a book i mean it's it I mean it's fine to like say once and like you know oh it, there's some wisdom in this whatever and then i saw some things on the internet where people were like this is quite wise but only if taken out of context within yeah. the context it it it's two ridiculous people talking about ridiculous things yeah who right. are you know uh, yeah no that's just insane. Um, okay, so another quick little thing I want to discuss before we get into the books, because that's what we really need to talk about. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so when they go to the farm and no one's been there for, like, three weeks? Are we going with about three weeks? Maybe four? 
this is not a farm farm where they're growing things. I mean, maybe they are. This is a farm with animals. How are they? How did they not go to the site of a massacre? Oh, those poor pigs. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Oh. The, the, they have left these animals to their own devices for weeks. Oh, man. So this is the beginning of Animal Farm. <laughs> Some of those pigs were walking on two legs. <laughs> you know, it was like they were like, we have to feed the 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 cows or sheep or whatever. I don't remember, but it was like, is, has somebody been doing that? Because, like, this is this is a problem. <laughs> I I don't think I even once thought of that, and that's hilarious that that you did. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was concerned. Like there was they definitely one of the animals had like a pasture, so I was like, maybe they're okay if they can somehow get water, but the, I don't know if they can. If the others were and... locked up in a pen, that's gonna smell real bad and they're gonna be very hungry. No, they're gonna be dead. You can't survive for three weeks without water. <laughs> I don't know about animals. I don't know who animals <laughs> are. Uh the last really, really quick thing. Uh, that I wanted to, his he had his name like Beastie or whatever on his car uh-huh. license plate like he had a vanity plate and every time they flashed to it I was like Bestie. <laughs> <laughs> she also had a bookworm vanity plate too. Oh, did they she? flashed at one? But it was definitely both of them. I were definitely CGI'd in. I hate these people. It was it was hilarious. <laughs> okay, should we should we jump into these books? That they pick for each other because I think we need to have a full on discussion about. Yes, we can. And then there's okay. like one more thing that I really or... want to talk about after. But we book. We'll, okay. Let's do this book thing. All right. So, the books that she picks for him, they they each have to pick three books that, like, show how they see the other person. Basically, yeah. That's how. Yeah. So she picks. Treasure Island, The Three Musketeers, and Northanger Abbey. I mean, sure. I, I don't sure. know what to do with that. Well, that so, is bonkers bananas. So she says Treasure Island because he's always on an adventure, which I'm like, cool. But is he? I guess. But they, they they describe why they think this is the case, and she said Three Musketeers because he always has his two goons with him, and they're like the Three Musketeers, which I want. I, like here, here, I would like to know her reading level because I do not believe that if you just have two friends, that makes it the Three Musketeers. Did she read this book? Does she know anything about it? I mean, probably not, and maybe not even <laughs> like. I have no idea. And Northanger Abbey just confuses me because that is the most confusing book. (laughs) (laughs) It makes no sense whatsoever. I just like cannot. My note literally said, I would like to discuss why Northanger Abbey is a choice of book about him. Please explain. (laughs) Is he really into gothic literature? And was like, (laughs) I'm not sure. So strange. My notes in this part are just crazy pants because then I said why she didn't pick Jekyll and Hyde or Beauty and the Beast is beyond me. Which is weird because she did pick out the Grimm's 
like she picked up she the did. Brothers Grimm like books. Like, yeah, she did. Which I don't think Beauty and the Beast is Grimm, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I I don't know either, but uh yeah, like those those seemed like two obvious choices to me and based yet. on what we were doing. Um but then then my note goes, "Oh, he picked Jekyll and Hyde? Did he think it was Sherlock Holmes? What is happening?" I think you have to describe what he says to her about <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde cuz it's pretty great. Oh, okay. He it I don't know. I don't know if I would go with cute. I was upset by it because he says he picks Jekyll and Hyde because it's about two people like solving mysteries or something. Yeah. Um, which I don't think you need to have read Jekyll and Hyde to know that that's not what it's about. Because she asks him, have you even read this book? And he goes, well, but it's referenced in pop culture all the time. So I think I know what it's about. And I think what you're trying to say too, Hannah, is bullshit. Because even if you're only getting it from pop culture references, you know it's about a man who changes personalities. Even yeah, if that's right. all you know. Right. You Like, even if you don't know about, like, the murdering portion of it. Like, yeah. you are you know it's about somebody who, who has essentially a split personality. Yeah. <laughs> Not two friends who solve crimes. <laughs> so I was like, what is happening? The Jekyll and Hardy um, boys. <laughs> um, and then he also picks Emma, which I don't think is, like, the absolute worst Jane Austen he could have gone with. Okay. Can I tell you about this particular version of Emma that he picked out though? Well, okay. So for, first first of all, he says the like he he picks Emma because she sees the best in people, which I guess okay, but also Emma's a little bit of a bitch. So I'm kind of like thinking maybe he's saying she's a bitch, but the particular book that he picks out I actually had that exact same publication on my bookshelf. So I know that it is a specific to Barnes & Noble edition. <laughs> <laughs> and it's obvious when looking at this bookstore, it's got to be like a used bookstore because not, you know, everything is like all over the map. Like there's some old editions and some new editions. But that I know for is definitely a Barnes & Noble one and it made me laugh. <laughs> Just made me laugh. That's great. That's hysterical. Um, and then he also chooses Wizard of Oz, and I forget what he says. Why? I don't know. Advent. Oh, like surrounded by people she loves or something. I don't. I don't remember some bullshit. Yeah. Uh, she looks like Dorothy. Something about her and Dorothy were like the same. I mean, it's it's just like their choices are so so strange. Like they're in a bookstore. And in theory, they could pick any book in the bookstore. But they only choose classics by white people. Because when you're a bookworm, this is all you read are classics. Right. You, you, you do only read classics by dead white men in hardcover. And Jane Austen. And Jane Austen. <laughs> In hardcover. Uh, my note said, all book people in these movies always read classics. And while there's nothing wrong with classics, do they read new books too? Are these rereads? Aren't they done? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you read all of them by now? <laughs> and and I was talking with a mutual friend of ours like years ago, I remember, because we were – there was a thing going around like Facebook because like – so this was like really a long time yeah. ago uh -huh. where it was – if you've read – 
50% of these novels you were well read and they were of course oh. like all classics yeah. and I talked to yeah. our, I talked to our friend and she's like I love to read I just don't read these books like does that make yeah. that I'm not a bookworm or I'm not well read because I don't read classics I read lots of mysteries and romances and like modern writers but yeah well you know it, I was actually thinking about that uh, just like the other day uh, because I was looking at my uh, end of the year of 2021 Goodreads like what did you read and it's like oh out of all the books I read every single one of them was a romance novel yeah and that's what I needed this year I just like didn't read anything else <laughs> And it wasn't, you know, like my like book to week ratio is not that bad. Like I read a decent amount also considering that like I feel like the pandemic ruined my reading abilities. Yeah, mine too. Um, but like it's like, okay, I actually like I made it through like a decent number of books and like actually read them and blah, blah, I can tell you what each one was about. Every single one of them like would be considered trash by certain people and I think that there is nothing wrong with that like granted I am one of the people who has mostly classics and Harry Potter on my bookshelf because those are the things I want to keep I don't need to keep the the romance novels that I read but I also love the I love the action of receiving books and giving them away yeah um yeah that's beautiful I also I adore the library me too bitches love libraries bitches love libraries speaking of beauty and the beast yep okay i have one more i have one more what the fuck because i just want to describe this to people because i hope you don't watch this (laughs) and if you do spoilers (laughs) but i hope but if you do enjoy this moment with us so the proposal scene so he he has his goons like create this romantic moment outside. A like also what time of year is this? Because people have been wearing sweaters up to now, and then she wears like these like shorts, and the wind is blowing, so it looks like it's a cold day in Utah, and they're outside. And he is looking at her, and he says, "In vain I have struggled; it will not do. I must tell you how ardently I admire and love you." And I'm like, I genuinely thought he was just quoting. I thought so too. And I'm like, no, 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 this is already terrible. And then he's like, will you marry me? Because I think people on social media would love to see that. And, and, but first, okay, he's like, will you marry me? I'm like, what? No. And then she does the thing like, you know, like, like Elizabeth Bennett does. She goes, did you just simultaneously tell me you wanted to marry me, but also say like, you weren't doing it for the right reasons <laughs> and he's like no 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 i'm fine but then the paparazzi just step into frame and that's yeah. when you see the paparazzi like any human would have seen all of them already approaching <laughs> hurting you know you could have heard their car doors slamming you would have seen like their camera bulbs flashing but it's it's almost comical how they like step in and like oh no the paparazzi <laughs> in these wide open spaces i didn't see them before how dare you i hate you now and it made me so mad hannah it made me so oh, mad well i i i was having a meltdown by the, that point so i don't think i cared enough about the paparazzi so i'm glad you do that was the, no um, it was the because, icing on the cake though um because m- my note in all caps because i 
was losing my mind. It, uh, is what? Marriage? What is happening? Are they even together? <laughs> my notes are similar. No, he quotes Darcy and then asks her to marry and then paparazzi comes out of nowhere. I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> so similar notes. What we have written is profound literature on our notes. Yeah, just just having a a, a meltdown. That's that's what this was. It was it was a meltdown inducing movie. I can't. Let's jump into these. I don't have a ton of like hallmark hallmarks and stuff, but let's do it. Okay. All right. So uh, my first one is they literally bump into each other. True. We are dealing with an evil corporation. Mm hmm. Uh, so this has come up recently, and I think we've we talked about it maybe last time or the time before that. I don't remember. Um, someone has a photographic memory. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, I have quoting Jane Austen like nerds. It's either Jane Austen or Shakespeare. Like it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Interrupted kiss. Mom is dead, so life is hard. Do you have any more? Because I want—I think my last one should be last. Uh, he's a jerk and they're forced to work together was my last one. Okay. So this is new and I can't believe it's never come up before. <gasps> okay. Because this happens a lot. There is a marriage proposal before the first kiss. Oh. Yes. I think that's great. Oh, my God. Um, because I find it very upsetting. As a concept, it's a terrible a- concept. And you hit it on the the nail on the head. Like, how, when were they even together at this point? You know, like, no, there's. I, I don't know. If you were to ask me if these two people fell in love in this movie, I would tell you no. Um, okay, so our uh, do you have any pretty parades? I had one actually, cool. and I don't even know if anybody else picked up on it, but I was. I just, like, needed to find something positive in this movie. Um, So uh, when they go on their pseudo date, that might be a date, might not be a date. Didn't feel like a date to me, but hey, Hmm. what do I know? Um, He wears this tie that has a map of the world on it. Oh, yeah. And I enjoyed it. (laughs) I was like, it's kind of funky. Doesn't match the character. This character would not own this tie in a million years. I, Hannah, like this time. <laughs> <laughs> My only pretty parade was um a at the the in like the last few scenes, um, Izzy's sister Renee has on this really pretty like dress slash blouse thing that I really liked the pattern of. It was like floral and okay. flouncy and that was it. I mean, I don't feel like anything looked like particularly bad in this movie. It was just sort of like I was not okay while watching it so yeah acrosses the universes um i have nothing written down for this all the way down to kiss meter (laughs) okay so funny thing um same except for i have a couple across the universes okay go um (laughs) i i i felt that uh for my across the universes i have three okay but they're kind of weird so uh the sheep in the movie there's a moment with the sheep that made me feel like it was the moment on the fountain in the Disney movie where the sheep eats her the page okay. out of her book. I thought that was cute. Um, Izzy's last name is O'Hara, which I wondered if that was a nod to Paige O'Hara, who was the voice of Belle in Beauty and the mm-hmm. Beast. 
Mm-hmm. And okay. my favorite is it. Uh, this is another um, new and note. It was a new and noteworthy from a previous film that we did, which was also filmed in Utah. But both this movie and Sense and Sensibility list their background actors in the credits. Hmm. Well, I mean, they did list a shit ton of credits because, again, it went over their faces while they were having a conversation. I appreciated that that the credits went over their faces because what they were talking about was nothing but bullshit. It was oh, just I mean, them I... quoting at each other. And because you can quote the same things does not mean that you can be in a relationship slash marriage. What are you talking about, Katie? Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, no. Just, oh, God. So, uh, so let's do kiss meter. Let's do then. It. I want you to go so, first. Okay. Um, for how much I liked, or, whoa, for how much I disliked this movie, um, I think my kiss meter is relatively high. And I gave it a five. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my note is, I feel nothing. <laughs> Not good, not bad, just nothing. <laughs> oh my God, Hannah, I love you. Um, you were nicer than I. Um, I gave it a four because I feel like while they were going into the kiss, her mouth was doing something weird. Like she was going like, a, it's like she wanted a, like her mouth was already sort of half puckering. Um, and I was already just utterly grossed out by all the, like, masturbatory quoting that they were doing. (laughs) So, like, now it's mutual masturbation in terms of quoting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I was just over it, and so I gave it a four. I was like, I'm not about this kiss at all for this couple. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I think think I was, like, surprised at how much I was – not like physically disgusted by their kiss, which is how I got to nothing. So your base, so your your baseline was nothing. It brought you back yeah. up to like nothing. Then right, disgusted. right. A five is so middle of the road. Like, oh, these two people touched each other. <laughs> wow. <sighs> hey, so Hannah. Yes, Katie. Hey, would you watch this movie? Uh, my notes say, if you want to scream at the TV, maybe. <laughs> but no, it's not really a fun one. <laughs> and I said, the only reason I'm glad to watch it, because I kind of knew this conversation was going to be fun. But no, do not watch this um, Oh, God. The, you, you basically, I wish I could burn it from my brain. The only reason I would say watch this movie at all is because to me, looking through the IMDb, this was written by a person who is in the film industry, but not as a performer or writer that obviously had a story in them and got it made. And for that, mm-hmm. I applaud them. Because that takes guts, that takes courage, and that's more than I can say that I've done. However, I feel like we should try again. <laughs> <laughs> this this, it, this yes. failed. It was and not was good. A fail- <laughs> it was not yeah. good. No. I, don't waste your time. There's so many other things to watch. And it's Beauty and the 
Beast, but not Beauty and the Beast, and that just makes me sad. Yeah, I love it, it. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a. Oh, like like you knew it was supposed to be Beauty and the Beast. I think you know what really is the reasoning behind a lot of this. You know, beyond the like, when did they fall in love? When did this happen? You know, portion. Like they do not really get into enough the fact that he is the one responsible for putting her father in the fucking hospital. Yeah. It's so dark. It's so, it's so dark. (laughs) And the thing that he's worried about the most is losing followers. And I I just don't think someone can turn around that quickly just because they've washed a couple dogs, you know? like he's, He's so unredeemable that, like, yeah, no, like... He's not, like, just, like, a rich guy who, like, has to learn how to be a nice person. He's, like, he's a criminal. Yes. Like, he he deserves to be prosecuted for his actions. I I agree. (laughs) I completely agree. And, 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 And if not anything else, just cutting people in line while live streaming and expecting great attention... You had you you didn't have me at that. That's it. Like that just means you're a terrible person, right? He's he 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 is so clearly a terrible person for ninety nine percent of this movie. That yeah, I was like, I don't I don't get the redeemable. Like he he cannot be redeemed. He's not doing anything nice. And then when she comes back and was all like, you know, I'm here with an answer, or, or like you know you didn't wait for my answer or something when you proposed to me or she said, I, I can't remember exactly what she's goes, but she, she said, didn't say no. I didn't exactly no. say no. And I'm like, why did you even consider saying yes though? Unless you're a gold digger, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, and I, but, but if she is a gold digger, she has failed her gold digging because now he doesn't have a job. That's in the sequel. I don't know. I don't know, I Hannah. This but movie. it was so terrible. I enjoyed talking anyway. about it with you. I enjoyed talking about it, but it does make me angry. This movie, and my cat um, enjoyed so- talking about it too. So you'll hear her little tinkle tinkle bell throughout this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. But she's a sweetie. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks everybody. Thanks for going on this journey with us. <laughs> um. And and we hope that we took you on enough of a journey for you to enjoy this episode and not watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. One kiss means forever. One of the four are numerals. And if you would like to write to us about more fairy tale uh based movies that you want us to cover that are similar to this one for such a same journey um you can email them to us at one kiss means forever at gmail.com and thanks as always to flint pastors for our intro outro music you can find his stuff on apple music spotify and soundcloud and we will see you next time goodbye bye-bye That's all. Dum 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 d